0: Welcome to Talkerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale.
1: Laban, how are you, sir?
0: I am doing well, Joel. Getting tired from these uh, fastidious weekends of showing homes and selling homes, but open houses are no longer a thing. Because they don't sit long enough to get to an open house, amazingly. All
1: right. Tell me me how long you've been doing. How long have you had your real estate license? For how long?
0: So I moved back after I graduated from the University of Connecticut in 2003 when I got licensed immediately uh, as a salesperson. I am now the broker of record for Marshall Marsh Real Estate Services, and I got my broker's license 13 years ago. When we opened our own office in 2008, uh, right? So you've been at
1: this—you've been at this gig for 18 years and 13 years as the boss. Uh, Okay, so you know Erie, Erie, Erie's not a go-go town. What's going on?
0: So it's a culmination of of uh, storms in a positive way. Um, In fact, I had a recent conversation with a local professional who, when we were talking about the sudden, somewhat sudden appreciation in values, um, he argued, well, aren't we due some appreciation? Haven't we had such a depressed market for so long that we really should start seeing some appreciation in value? And I said, absolutely. But what has happened in the last five to 10 years with a lot of homeowners, rates have been favorable. They started to go up around 17, 18. But rates have been favorable to where, they've reinvested a lot of their income, stimulus, whatever you want to call it, in their home. Mm -hmm. So for instance, there was a home on the market that was built in 2002, but sold with 13 offers because in 2018, they remodeled their kitchens, their bathrooms. So a fairly newer home. And yet even they realized that 16 years old is dated in today's market. And so last year, when the pandemic hit, everybody tightened up because we were told to stop doing business. We weren't essential on the sales side we were in property management and so everybody kind of tightened up when spring comes around and i was anticipating once we go from red to yellow we'll see an influx of inventory like we do almost every spring but the inventory never came long enough to create inventory and so like i gave you off the air some statistics where i was looking for a buyer quite broadly in Erie County between 200 and 400,000 a pretty standard move up buyer you know whatever it is. all of Erie County including the city no criteria square footage amenities just 200 to 400,000 and there were 30 active listings a couple weeks ago now I look today there are 41 active listings of that 200 to 400 price point 106 are act, are currently pending, so have an accepted offer, should close in 30 to 45 days. And in the first six months of this year, there have been 274 closings of that price point. So basically, there are 380 pending or sold units with 41 active and available
1: to purchase right now. Um, what would that normally be if you go back two years ago even? Yeah, it's, it's usually somewhere in the couple hundred,
0: 200, 250, uh, 200 to 300 active listings in that two to 400 price point, and maybe even more. And how so, many
1: closings would you have expected by mid-year?
0: So, and that's interesting, about 300 to 350. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That, that was uh, within our organization. So on the broad spectrum, it has fluctuated quite a bit. And, and actually, the closed units has been going up incrementally. Um, And where I see and we've seen price points go up. But the other thing is after the recession, a lot of what was selling was just things that needed to sell. People weren't moving unless they needed to. Whereas in the last few years, people have felt more comfortable, more you know, with where they're at financially. So they started building what they want. They started buying what they want. And then you sit them in their house for a year and they really get to think about if they like where they're at. Um, and you, so I, think, I think
1: you're making a huge point, though. I, I, I don't want to miss it. You, you're basically saying that this trend is not just a pandemic trend, but literally you have to roll back to 2010, 2011, post the Great Recession for the yeah. beginnings of this trend. Is that accurate, Laban? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And I think that's true
0: with almost any trend. If you hear that it's a good time to buy real estate, You missed it. You know what I mean? Same thing. It it is right now a great time to sell real estate. But Erie has always been frugal, right? We're very smart with our money and we're frugal, but we also will pay for value. And so I think what is what the last year has seen and why sales have exploded is that we've had really good inventory. You know, homes are what we call turnkey. They can get a super low interest rate and be locked into a home for 30 years and not have to do anything for 15 to 20, okay? the Before the recession or right after it, people are like, oh, I've been watching a lot of HGTV. I'm going to flip some homes. And so they could buy them for pennies on the dollar, but they still weren't getting too much appreciation or return on the dollar. And it got hurt because there weren't a lot of comparables on the financing side for appraisers. So now- I have talked to some appraisers who are actually utilizing pending transactions to support some of their uh, sales. Because what has sold has already been uh, leapfrogged by pending transaction with higher prices. And we're talking 110%, 115% of asking price. Asking price, you know, it's wild.
1: Did you ever see, I mean, that's kind of like a big market California, Nashville, Charlotte kind of thing, paying above asking. Is that almost unheard of up until now in Erie? I wouldn't say it's unheard of, but I, I kind of
0: revert back to in any market, the buyers are well aware. right? They're focused in on a certain price point, usually $50,000 know, spread or something, a specific area, a niche, whether it be city or county, and so buyers know a lot more specifically about properties. So when they hit the market, I tell sellers all the time, it doesn't matter what you think or I think it's worth, we'll I'll give you feedback when the buyers either start emailing me, calling, you know, trying to show it. And then ultimately we need something in writing. Mm-hmm. And that has been something where there was a time when I moved home oh three, oh four, oh five, where if, you know, and I was telling my wife, hey, if I have a couple of appointments tonight. So if they like it, you won't see me until after dinner because we have to write it up. Yeah. You know, whereas in the last five, six years, oh, you liked it on Tuesday. It's Friday. Let's write it up this weekend. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and if there is, you just cannot delay gratification for buyers with historically low interest rates and historically low inventory to choose from. And then the final point is that a lot of these buyers looking to buy right now have already lost out on one, two, maybe three opportunities. So they'll pay whatever they're asking because they love the home. And I just got to get into
1: something. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me, let's break this whole thing down first. And and I like how, like you, how you did that first, let's talk about financing. Um, Some people can get under 3%. uh, Some people can get under 2%. Where is it at?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it it does depend on your credit worthiness as it always has. And, uh, but Ray, so yeah, I've, I've heard in the low twos, mid twos, Um, Now, commercially, which is how we have to buy a lot of our things, even that, you know, we we refinanced our Harbor Creek office in 2018 and the rate was six point three percent. I just refinanced a a, another rental and for commercial financing and the rate was four point five. Wow. So you're talking three years, almost a two point difference. And so. If you want to sell, okay, but at least look at refinancing whatever, you know, uh, assets you have that can be leveraged. Because, again, Meg and I refinanced two of our city rentals 11 years ago. So they're almost paid off. But I'm going to fully leverage them out, 75 percent loan to value because money is so cheap and my debt service is covered by the rent income.
1: Yeah. So so it's the idea of. Money being that cheap, that especially for the commercials, uh, they they could see uh, them making more money in the investment of of the actual property let's talk about the scarcity of property is this a temporary blip or has this been a thing coming like again we've we've gone back and forth me and you laban about you know the housing stock and how right. we've been kind of disappointed and and you don't see i and and again please push back if i'm not making any sense but like you go to a charlotte and you've got You've got big major corporations developing all the time new housing tracks, you know Fox Homes or or you know uh, any number of those big names where you can buy brand new homes for two and a half or or what have you, and we don't see that very often here in Erie. Uh, yeah, and
0: it's it's interesting because I've kind of said before we're somewhat trapped in the northwest corner of Pennsylvania where we're not developing north. I wish wish we could see some development on the Bayfront, of course. Sure. But you head west and it's Ohio. You head east and you're in New York, and we're licensed in New York. But other than that, the only major growth we can really see is south and Summit Township, Waterford is starting to see some of those effects. And then it also plays into you know public utilities. So as you get out to Harbor Creek, Northeast, you know Fairview, when like Lakeshore area, you get into uh, some of these different. You know the lay of the land, uh, water, and then you get into Lake Erie and wells, and water's got to come back from where it goes, and all these different intricate things about the infrastructure that we don't all uh, discuss and talk about. But that is part of what will either stop or start to spread uh, that development. So Summit in the last 20 years, arguably, is one of the quickest developing uh, townships, actually, in all of Pennsylvania. And then What has helped that, of course, and what buyers do look at, they primarily look at their monthly payment. But in their monthly payment is taxes and interest. And interest, as we just talked about, is extremely low, so inexpensive. But they look at the taxes, uh, which tend to to rise throughout our area. But Summit Township, with the casino and waste management, um, they've done really well to handle their debt. And so our taxes out here are. Uh, much more palatable than than other parts of the 38 municipalities, and unfortunately, the city is one where uh, they're doing a lot of great things with their housing, even with businesses, and so there's a lot of excitement for the city. Um, but I, I I hesitate to get too excited just because I pay a lot of attention to what goes on uh, in in the leadership, mm. and so I, there's a lot of lot of opportunities that we need to continue to capitalize on and just stay positive. And really, um, I'd love to see us encourage Erieites a little bit more to really buy into the real estate. And and it seems like they are. And so I think going back to your original question, it doesn't usually happen in Erie, but why not Erie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, we've got so many great natural resources. Uh, we're so centrally located between Toronto, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. It's a great place to live. And we have high speed Internet. So you can work in Silicon Valley and live in Erie if you want Absolutely. to. And. and Honestly, the next generation, I think, realizes that more than a lot of the old timers in town that uh, like the things they've all, the way they they have always been. And so I think a little bit of change is good. And we're certainly seeing changes right now. And um, it's exciting for Erie.
1: Talk talk about the the the, the conversations that you guys have uh, with, in the real estate community of why the. Um, why the number of normal houses is so low right now? Is it the pandemic scare? Uh, is it, uh, I, I, you know, why aren't people moving? Or you know, are we are we finally at the end of this really horrible trend uh, with demographics where we're losing all of our young people and the older people are just hanging on to their homes? What are we dealing with here?
0: So I actually think it's kind of. Opposite of what you're saying, I think we actually have a lot of young people coming in the market. And if you figure the last 10 years, it's just kind of been a meh, meh, you know, marginal marketplace. They've been sitting back and learning to save money watching their parents suffer through the recession of 08. You know, they're now out of college with pretty good jobs. Your insurance, I mean, you got nursing, Lecom, there's a lot of good High income uh, opportunities for young people. And so a lot of the time, those are the, the folks who are moving, which leads to another point. You know, when you talk about the low numbers, our overall numbers from 2020, we were up. Um, right. And so a lot of, you know, people were up. And, and what you don't see are just active listings, but it's because of the churn is happening so quickly. Uh, for instance, I listed a duplex on Friday afternoon had appointments through the weekend and it sold last night. I met with the seller at 11 o'clock because the agent wanted to hear back in writing by Sunday night. So we made it happen, but I got to put a sold sign out after this appointment on my way to my next one. They just don't last. So it came up Friday afternoon. And then if you weren't paying attention this weekend or were out of town, it already sold by Monday morning when you thought you might want to go look at it.
1: So what, what should that, uh, that buyer who, Hey, I got to find a house. And I I keep on uh, missing out, or my my bids don't get taken. Uh, what what should they be doing?
0: They need to make sure they're working with a licensed professional who understands the market and is in it. Um, a lot of the agents, you know, throughout Erie County that I see on social media we're working like dogs right now and we strike while the iron's hot. You know, in the wintertime, my mother gets a little nervous because she gets slow. And by slow, I mean, can't work her 18 hour days. <laughs> um, but it has even through this winter. And I think because of rates and inventory, you just have to be right on top of it. Um, but one of the things I would tell you that's exciting is as the upper price point, the seven and $800,000 listings that come on that creates opportunities for the four and five hundred thousand dollar buyer to move up and then the two and three hundred thousand dollar buyer to buy their home and so on and so forth. Sure. When we list homes for eighty, a hundred thousand and they sell to first time home buyers, that's great. But it doesn't help the market like some of this uh, upper price point churn will allow for the buyers who are out there ready to do something. They haven't done anything in ten years. So
1: Yeah, and, and that seems that seems to be where where we don't have like we don't, we, we don't, we're not deep in our bench. And so when you have a contagion, like the the pandemic happens, you, you know, you really see a short inventory, like you say, in that two to $400,000 range. Yeah. And, and even in
0: the, you know, every price point, the overall, right, right now, active listings, there's a little under 300. Yeah. And typically that would run at about a thousand to 1200. So what's that for, you know, it, it is so low as far as, Opportunities and they it ranges in the price point, uh, the same way for opportunities. But I think it's more they're churning so quickly, it seems like uh, there's not as much going on. But quite frankly, you have to understand when you made an offer and you had 12 competitors, that six of them didn't drop off and stop looking,
1: you know, right? They
0: went someplace they, else, they, they're, they're going,
1: they're doing whack a mole, like you know, <laughs> they're right. looking to, to hit the next mole. Um, That's so right. is this a good? Time for realtors, or a bad time, or uh, has its good and bad moments here.
0: Well, I think right now, uh, for new agents or somebody getting into the market because they think it's so easy to sell real estate, I would caution them that they really need to have uh, proper support because you have things going on like acceleration clauses, where somebody might the home might be listed at three hundred thousand, but somebody's willing to offer three ten and they'll go up as high as $1000 over the best offer not to exceed 330,000. And so it sells for 325 because there were 12 offers and the highest was 329 and so this buyer said they'd go up to 330 so it goes to 330 and everybody else has to try again. If an agent doesn't know what an acceleration clause is, you might be in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's all about having that expert uh, support. All righty. So, uh, let's look in the future here. Do you s- um, you know, I'm reading articles, uh, you know, in the Atlantic, don't buy a house right now. Wait till the bubble pops. Uh, uh, but not everybody can wait, um, or, or, or what, what is the advice? I mean, is, so, is, should you, should you wait a little bit? What do you think, Layman? What I, before you give
0: up, I would reverse engineer your search in that reverse a lot of people get search. it. Okay. So everybody's looking for the newest listings. Well, the newest listings are selling over asking price. So go back to the the, uh, most saturated listing, if you will. It's been on the market for six months, eight months. Maybe it was with other brokerages a few times and it just hasn't sold. It could just be that it was overpriced all those times. And now they're just going to have to accept the fact that their house isn't selling over asking price. It was priced too high, unfortunately. And so that is the one thing that I see happening in the next six months is that there's going to, Uh, And maybe 12 months, it's going to be a shift back more to the reality of, um, you know, if you don't have multiple offers and they're not all over asking price, it still might be a good offer Uh, in in the same regard. I just sold a house it has been on the market for a while, but they're buying for the same thing it sold for in 08, which tells me that's a pretty good price just to know that 08, you know, and that was before the recession really hit. So they're... What is a good deal? It's kind of a relative term. It's a good deal for the buyer if they feel good about it. Um, But it doesn't have to be the newest listing that comes on the market. It could be something where they were just overpriced or they didn't uh, have it show ready when they put it on the market. They missed that surge in the first week. And Mm. so now they're kind of just more saturated. I recommend either a price improvement um, or reaching out to the agents who have shown it before that you're thinking about it. One last tip, have your buyer's agent. I'm sorry, have your seller, if you can't sell your home right now, make an offer to the most recent buyer that showed the home. We think of every buyer's agent writing the offers, but I've recommended sellers make offers on their own home to buyers that have said, no thanks. So there are creative ways. And again, we're not in that market right now for sellers, but there's creative ways on, on any type of market, buyer's market, seller's market, that a good licensed professional should know. Um different techniques and and, uh, advantages that you can try to take, even if it's the psychology of selling.
1: Have you had to talk some sellers off the ledge of saying, Hey, this is this hot market. I want to, I want to get 20,000 more than my house is worth.
0: It's interesting because now's not really time to do it because I don't know what the home might be worth and neither do they, but I tell them even though it might sound a little crazy, People are a little crazy right now, so I'll buy into the crazy as and and everybody knows what they're getting into. Um, it's just that strong of a market where um, I, I don't foresee prices coming back down. I just foresee you know more inventory to choose from, and I go back to if you are a turnkey property, you've updated in the last few years, and nobody you know you don't have to do anything for ten or fifteen. That's going to sell pretty quickly if you price it within reason, and then mm-hmm. let the market get multiple offers and over asking price um, because buyers still do determine
1: the market. Incredible. Uh, I've got like a a minute left with Laban Marsh from Marsh and Marsh. Um, The, you know, again, after all of these conversations that we've had about where this market is at, uh, it is, it is remarkable to me that, um, you know, like it feels like we need some more new. It feels like we need some more of that mid range. We don't need any more uh you know any more starter homes because again a starter home in in Pittsburgh is is mid range in Erie generally, right? A starter home is like 170,000 in Pittsburgh and it's 85,000 here. Am I off on that or No, I
0: mean I think you're pretty close, but the other thing is when you build new and that's something we didn't get into, no. but the cost of material right now, it, it is, it's gone wild, but I also don't know when that's going to come back down. Yes. Uh, I don't know when there will be a surplus of, of lumber and things like that, but it's, it's definitely a unique time. Pay attention to the market. Uh, but like we said before, if you've heard that it's a good time to sell, or you heard it's a good time to buy, you're probably a little bit late. Um, that's not to say you can't get A piece of that Um, but a good licensed agent is going to know the seasonality of Erie Um, but I I would not shy away from from believing that Erie actually is due some appreciation and value because most of the homes that I sell between the acquisition of the lot and the home that's sitting there you could not build it or buy the lot for the price that you're paying and that will always keep us in pretty good shape as far as values for real estate, in my opinion, especially with what we have for uh, the lake and, and so many amenities surrounding us. So I'm excited about Erie's
1: future. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for sure. Amazing. Amazing to talk to Laban Marsh from Marsha Marsh. And Marsh. He's, he's the broker of record. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for coming on the show with me. Hey, thanks Joe. Appreciate it.
2: Glad to be here.
1: All right. You got to give me your origin story. We, we interviewed your dad here in the studio Gosh, I got it's got to be two years ago. But yeah. uh, tell us about uh, how you came up here in Erie County and uh, uh, getting involved in the real estate.
2: Sure, absolutely. Well, my dad and I love the show, uh, so I want to give you a shout out there. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was a uh, born and raised uh, in Northeast Pennsylvania. Actually, um, uh, my my dad uh, he moved here when he was uh, really young, and uh, he started real estate, I believe, when he was in his mid twenties. Um, so obviously I was born and raised here and, uh, you know, I always told myself growing up that I would never, uh, you know, get into real estate, just given the fact that the long nights I saw him do and the work he put in, I'm like, no way. But, uh, you know, I, I began to fall in love with it. Um, you know, just in real estate in general. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to dip my toes in the water, uh, test it out. And, you know, six years later, here I am and, uh, born and raised here, love the market. And, uh, you know, I'm very happy where I'm at.
1: Alrighty, so you so six years you've been uh, a licensed realtor right? right yeah all right so think about that time period because it was enough time after the Great Recession to see this market stabilize mm-hmm. but now like now there's jets on the market. describe okay. it to, describe it in your words. Uh, I
2: personally never seen anything like it. I know I've only been in it six years, but, uh, you know, even talking to some of the other agents in the office who have been around, you know, 20, you know, 45, 50 years, uh, they're like, we've never seen anything quite like this. I mean, you're talking the lowest inventory, you know, as far back as people can remember. Um, just a lot of multiple offer scenarios. Um, just people, I mean, uh, they're desperate for housing because there's just not enough housing available. So, you, you, like I said, you see those multiple offer situations, the, the overpaying, the waiving of inspections. Uh, it's insane, uh, you know. Back in April, listings were down 71, you know, compared to the year before. That is just—it's unheard of, um, you know. Just to kind of put uh, the limited inventory into perspective here, we do a lot of uh, selling on the east side here. Just we're born and raised, know a lot of people here, and uh, from the hundred to two hundred thousand dollar range there is and in the Harbor Creek and Northeast area combined, there is two active houses, so two houses for sale. Isn't that crazy?
1: Oh my gosh. I feel like, you know, uh, you might as well roll dice for that. <laughs> that just sounds ridiculous. You, you ain't kidding. I, I just checked
2: about an hour ago. Just, just to get some what, concrete what, numbers. What's, That's two in the Harbor Creek and Northeast wow. school district that are for sale in the hundred $200,000 range. So, and, and to, to put it in perspective too, uh, and Harbor Creek and Northeast combined, uh, there's 20 pending sales in that price range compared to two active. Usually, we see a ratio of, you know, in a normal market, for every three active houses for sale, there's about one pending. Okay. I mean, it's completely flip flopped the other way. Wow. I mean, times a few. Uh, and then just in the last, um, you know, 180 days, uh, you're, we're looking at about a 50 houses in that price range sold between these two school districts, which is great numbers for Erie and, you know, those locations. We just need more houses to sell.
1: <laughs> All right, so I, I'm trying to understand. I, I I'm trying to understand the psychology of of those that don't want to sell their house uh, because. You're mentioning two, two listings in an entire school district or two school districts. I remember not that long ago, I'm talking about maybe two or three years ago, there, there were four homes on my block, Josh, right. that were up for sale. I, I live in the Mil- Mercyhurst neighborhood of the right. city, right? And right. so you're like, it, this, you can't even as – a, as a layperson, I can't even get my arms around what the psychology is right now. So right. why, first off, are, are just people hanging onto their homes because of COVID and they're scared of their prospects? Why do you think that is?
2: Well, I think COVID definitely plays a really big part in that. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with it that comes with that. Um, and, and not to mention the rates are historically low. I mean, you've got rates in the high twos or, you know, low threes for government, you know, loans that, you know, it's it's hard to not want to buy a house when you can get it, you know, it's never been cheaper to buy a house from that perspective. Uh, so, and again, the COVID, I mean, plays a lot of uncertainty with it. If you go back to last year, uh, you know, you were back in March and it's like, oh, you know, nationwide mask mandate, you know, this shut down, this shut down, this shut down. So, People, I mean, you're getting laid off of jobs. I mean, there was just, like I said, a lot of uncertainty kind of created this, uh, in my opinion. And it's it's definitely getting better. Uh, but I still think there's still some uncertainty up in the air. And it's just kind of the big bubble of buyers that carried over from back last year are still all kind of looking for houses. But uh, from a selling standpoint, it's kind of a double-edged sword, too. Because right now, if you want to sell something, yeah, you'll get top dollar, probably multiple offers in the first couple of days. But as a buyer, you're going to be walking into that same scenario.
1: Yeah, you, where are you going to go live? Right. Unless you're unless you're going into the nursing home. I mean, and again, there's a little bit of that, but that that's not much. Right. I mean, literally, it would. You know, this is this is what's so weird about this is that you would think that uh, there would be that normal churn at the very. Uh, at the very end, end of the demographic where people go into assisted living or go into nursing homes and then you'd see all of these old homes maybe in the city but really anywhere right mm-hmm. and, and yeah. but and then and then you take the other part of this where we haven't had major investment i mean how many new um how many new housing developments out in Harbor Creek and Northeast can you click off in the last 5 years probably not too many
2: yeah, not too many. And the, and the thing is now I, I worked in a couple of subdivisions subdivision selling. Um, and I know a lot of the builders now, um, at least the majority of them anyway, are, are kind of halting the new construction because the cost of materials is just out of this world right now. So with especially, you know, adding in the lack of, you know, new housing kind of all goes into play with the lack of inventory here. So it's just, it's crazy. I I, I can't, quite remember anything like it you know as a little kid but uh it's wild
1: all right so so let's get let's get into uh what the reality check is number one you mentioned things like um not only are people making offers above list price they're saying uh, uh no home inspection some of these people are buying without even looking at the home they're using maybe a virtual uh, or just the pictures on Zillow, or whatever pictures the agent could give them. Right. I mean, this is just remarkable stuff. Are people getting burned? Or have you heard anything like that going on?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say. I mean, just out of the gate, you're, you're definitely seeing some overpaying for houses. Um, you know, it, it's we're getting to the point too where you know the appra— if you're financing it, the house has to appraise for whatever sure. you offer.
1: Yeah. So, and that yeah, appraiser, you're, you're, that appraiser has to walk through the house, even right. if you didn't. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, <laughs>
2: right. Uh, so I mean, we're seeing even in some offers, people are putting in, hey, you know, if it appraises for you know ten thousand less or whatever it may be, you know, we'll bring the additional money to closing to make up the difference. Some mm-hmm. buyers are offering that in their agreements. So I mean. I, you know, I'm curious to see what happens in the next couple of years, you know, when a lot of these buyers go to sell or, uh, or whatnot. But I think the, the overall home value, I think is in the next couple of years, supposed to go up like 6% or something that, so the values are going to rise. It's just, you know, how desperate, you know, was that buyer when they bought in 2020, 2021, you know, um, uh, Um, but, uh, it's, it's crazy right now, but it, a lot, we're seeing a lot of, uh, uh, an offers, um, you know, they're, they're waiving the inspections. Like I said, they'll, they'll bring the money to closing. If it doesn't appraise, um, a lot of stuff too, especially, you know, if they do get inspections, I'm seeing clauses in the agreements that say, Hey, buyers just want inspections for peace of mind. They're not going to ask for anything. You know, if, if the results come back too bad, they'll terminate. But, we're not even going to ask the sellers to fix a thing if something's popped up we'll take it the house as it is it's it's crazy
1: what what about the concept of there's we have so many uh, people in real estate and you have so few inventory that's got to be tough uh, on the agents themselves right
2: oh yeah oh absolutely <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's, uh, I work with primarily buyers, so I'm kind of the front lines of this whole scenario of, you know, with the lack of inventory and uh, and whatnot. But, uh, at one point there was, there was more realtors in Erie County than there was houses for sale. Mm. That is unbelievable. I mean, this was just recently here. I haven't looked up the statistics recently, but I saw that stat pop up and I, I couldn't believe it. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are, you know, kind of getting the buzz like, oh, real estate's a great, you know, business to be in, and it is. Um, there's lots of different aspects of real estate you can get into. Uh, I, I just, I'd hate to see an agent, you know, come into the business and work with buyers and <laughs> yeah. get, you know, ran around town and put in different a bunch of different offers at different places. And, you know, it's essentially you're working for free to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that's
1: uh, for sure. And yeah, it's, a, it's it's a different, it's a different scenario in Erie right now. I mean, it's a hot market, but it's, it's, it's kind of distorted because when you're in a hot market, you know, I'm sure you guys talk about like a Charlotte or a Nashville or, you know, some of you know, some of these major markets generally down South where there's just so much going on, so much activity. And, and, you know, you have $20 million producers and $30 million producers. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pretty on with all that, right? Does that make is that a yeah. real thing? Uh, yeah. Okay, so 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 you can't do be a, a even a two million dollar or four million dollar producer if you can only sell ten houses in a year, right?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, we we usually uh, you know year round our team has a, a, at least a consistent probably ten to fifteen listings at all times active for sale. Uh, I think right now we have two. Oh, <laughs> that my. puts it into perspective yeah, our pendings compared to our actives are, you know, 10 times. It's insane. Um, It's a, it's a
1: reverse ratio of what you normally have going on. That's
2: exactly it. And I mean, and then you multiply it to make it worse, (laughs) but uh, it's, it's insane for sure. Uh, But yeah, I think last year we, we sold around, uh, I want to say around 15 million as a team, somewhere around there collectively. But uh, you know, this year it's, it's been a, it's been a bit of a struggle <laughs> yeah. to say the least, but uh, I mean, the, there's a good size of that. I mean, as soon as you get a listing, it's, I mean, it, it's almost money in the bank to a certain degree, because cause there's just so much, you know, so many buyers out there and it's going to get so much attention, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's been a tough adjustment. Like I said, especially for me, cause I work with majority buyers. Sure. So uh, lots of run around, um, you know, house pops up in the market. You know, I'll get a text that morning, an hour after it's listed on Zillow or something. Hey, we got to see this house today, or we're not gonna have a shot at it. That's how it is. It's insane, but
1: and 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 again, uh, all of your buyers also have other jobs. I mean, you know, they're basically hey, I gotta do leave of absence so I can find something that I can move into. So (laughs) let's 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 uh, let's give some solutions out there. So um, uh, let's let's think about this a second here. The I mean, there are some people that yes, they need to buy now. But if they don't need to buy now, would it be smart to just kind of say, "Whoa, Nelly, let's you know, right now this is the hot news topic. Let's wait three months and see what happens. If I if I don't have a gun to my head that I need something to move into, is this going to shake out quickly? Do you think, Josh?"
2: Uh, I think it's here to stay uh, for a little bit, to be honest with you. I, I think the market is cooling down. Uh, you know, now's the time of year where a lot more listings, uh, you know, historically speaking, tend to, to pop up, uh, you know, right uh, early spring, early summer, uh, right around the fall too, when everyone goes back to school. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how soon that's going to be, to be honest. But, you know, if you're a buyer out there and you haven't had much luck, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, I would say if you make a smart purchase, you have that ability or you get a pocket listing that an agent can, can hook you up with and that the seller wants to do. I would say if you can buy smart, you know, obviously buy just because the rates are so low. Okay. If you don't have that option, sorry.
1: I, I just got to stop you because I, I want you to define buying smart because it sounds like to me that you're, you're willing to bring a, an offer that's a little bit above asking, but you shouldn't be ridiculous, should you?
2: there I, you know, I would recommend that you as your agent, I never like to see my buyers overpay. And when I first got into the business, I was, I was always, Hey, let's work with buyers. Let's get them a deal. Let's get build them almost instant equity as soon as they buy this house. And that's kind of what I built, you know, my business on from day one. And now you get into this market, it's, it's a little bit different. You know, uh, I would say, um, you know, I wouldn't, given the fact that the home values are increasing kind of across the board, you know, it wouldn't be a necessarily horrible idea to to overpay to a certain degree. Uh, but I've seen people overpay, you know, this year, 15, 20,000 over asking just insane stuff. Uh, I would never recommend that personally unless you really unless you got the money and you really love the house. But uh, in this market, I've kind of told people what something is worth in what some w- people are willing to pay right now. They're just two totally different things. And, you know, and people are in different, you know, situations, some are desperate um, and that, you know, they do end up overpaying. But uh, as long as you improve the house, uh, you know, add value to it over the course of you living in it. I think you'll be all set to go in the future if you do decide to sell. Uh, Just buy smart, you know, and add value the right way to the houses. And I think over time you'll be okay. Uh, Just don't just don't overpay too much right now.
1: All right. Think about. Let's think about those uh, that are. They're, they're, they 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 want to get out of their starter home, they want to okay. go into that next level. And of course, uh, one hundred to two hundred, there might be two choices <laughs> if you want to send your kids to Harbor Creek or Northeast. Yeah. But uh, um, but you know they want to go into that next level. How much investment do you think Josh Kitchen they should be making on, on their house? I mean they, I mean it needs to be clean and painted and stuff. Right. But is this the time to do the bathroom, you know, or is that starter house going to be okay and somebody will scoop it up?
2: I, I think there's such a demand for housing uh, that you could, I mean, obviously, you know, clean declutter, you know, the, you can't be falling through the floor or anything like that. Right. But <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's such a, a desperation uh, for housing and limited inventory that buyers will be willing to look past, you know, the the not perfect bathroom or the, you know, the 1970s carpet. I mean, uh, you know, people will, they'll, you know, they'll go in there the first week, they'll change it anyway. But uh, I would, you know, I would say if you're looking for top dollar, now's the time to sell. If you, you know, add value to your house by fixing up bathrooms, kitchens, all that, it can only help you. Um, But I would say as is, you know, depending on how bad it is, uh, you know, I I don't think you'd have trouble selling it unless you have some foundational problems or anything like that
1: that's remarkable and again you think about this again again you know the you your your dad i mean you you guys have sold houses in the city and in the east county for years um you know some of the city stock is pretty it's pretty iffy are you yeah. saying that even in the city stuff is moving quick
2: uh I mean it all depends uh there's typically a couple things uh you know that move houses it's you know price condition and location you got all three it's going to be an easy sell um and you know if it's in uh not, you know not so nice of an area the condition's not so great i think uh, ultimately what drives that house to being sold would, would be the price uh, but we are seeing uh you know at least on our team anyway. Um, all throughout Erie County, you know, everywhere. We're we're not having trouble moving stuff. If you price it right and, you know, someone's not going to walk in and fall through the floor, I think you'll be all right. (laughs) But uh, it comes down to pricing, you know, and condition, but we'll see it everywhere. I mean, like I said, all across Erie County, stuff is selling. doesn't typically matter where. If you got it priced right, you're aggressive with your marketing, you get a good real estate agent in your corner, we're not seeing any trouble selling anything.
1: Okay. So again, within reason, right? I mean, you, like you said, within you reason. want it, you want it to be clean. You want it yeah. to be decluttered. Some people like, you know, in the upper, upper uh, vol- um, dollar amounts, mm-hmm. staging is always helpful, right? Or, or, or like, you know, a lot of pictures or media or three sixty tour. Right. I mean, I mean, you have a lot of tools in your toolbox, don't you? To sell.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We do virtual tours, which is huge right now. Last year uh, kind of when all this pandemic started, we have people buying houses sight unseen, which is right. completely unheard of. I mean, right. we're talking, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of house. Uh, people sight unseen, write
1: the check sort of thing. But, I, mean, uh, I, want, I want to smell that basement, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you think. But, I mean, that's why, you know, pictures are so important. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I never, you know, cheap out on the photos. Every listing we get, they're professionally done. We get a virtual tour for every single one all the buyers eyes the first place they see that house is going to be online you know so you know i think the spending the extra couple of money or extra bit of money on those photos will go a long way and you know ultimately get more buyers in that house because that's where they're seeing it first is online all but, right uh,
1: we, we, we've got to wrap things up with josh kitchen from Remax, sure. and uh I, I'm, I guess i i guess i want you to give some 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 hope to to some of the buyers uh, as to, you know, a lot of this is emotion. A lot of this is uh, that you're, you're, um, uh, you, you know, that rational thinking kind of goes out of the window, especially if you've, like, made offers on eight different houses and missed every single one of them. How do you keep your cool in that environment, Josh? Sure.
2: Uh, what I would say to any buyer out there who's kind of struggled, uh, this is what I would do if I was you. I would, I would go to the local lender, make sure you're pre-approved and all your ducks are aligned for that, for when you do find the right house. Number two is have a good agent in your corner. A, a good agent is so valuable uh, in this market, and in any market, and there's, a, you know, a handful of them in here area who can help you out. And then two, you have to decipher, you know, in your head, can you add value to this house if you get this house at this price? Uh, that that—that's that, my opinion. But uh, but again, you know what something's worth and what something what some people will pay in this you know market are, are a little crazy. But uh, have a good lender, your ducks in a row. Have a good agent, and you know be able to add value to the house. And if if you just feel in your heart that it's not the right time to buy, you want to wait a little bit. By all means, do so. Um, but uh, th- there is hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep chugging away, um, you know. And everything happens for a reason, and it'll all fall into place. So.
1: But, uh, yeah, we don't we don't feel like there's a lot of upward uh, pressure on on interest rates, at least not yet. And so that yeah. that that's usually a big driver of what happens.
2: Oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, historically low interest rates there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great time to buy from that perspective. Uh, they're historically low. Uh, like I said, in that aspect, it's never been cheaper to buy a house. But uh, especially with you know, some of these three and a half percent down uh, FHA loans, it's, you know, it was. It's 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 really cheap to get in a house, and the monthly payment is pretty affordable with these interest rates. So it's
1: incredible. Uh, but
2: there's hope out there for all buyers. Just keep plugging away, and more listings will pop up. It's that time of the year. Just just keep your head down and get in there quick, and you know, make solid
1: offers. All righty, Josh Kitchen from RE/MAX, part of the Paul Kitchen team. Thanks for taking the time with us. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank I, you. I'm glad to know that you're out there listening too, Josh. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.